Hi, I'm Walter Hallam, and you're listening today to the Walter Hallam Ministries Podcast. Get ready to receive a powerful word from God today. Very important that we understand how God has positioned us when we get in Christ, when you are a believer, and when you have said yes to Jesus, and when the Holy Spirit comes into your life and you begin to live the Word of God, you understand God is positioning you. The Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. God is positioning you for blessing, for good. The Bible says that our God is the God of good. He is not the author of evil. Give me two amens. Sickness didn't come from God. Jesus defeated sickness at Calvary. So you and I are commanded to live that victory. And when those attacks, which are still on planet earth, have you figured that out? When they come against you, you are to stand against what the Bible calls the curse. All of the things that happened because of the fall that Jesus redeemed us from. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse. And as we pray and we follow the Lord, God is positioning our lives in the process. Now listen to me. In the process, your adversary will, uh, will do anything he can do to get you off of that path that God has for your life. But the Bible says the just live by faith. The Apostle Paul, uh, obviously, uh, in all of his ministry, we have, to, we have to assume that he was being led by God. Yet in the same uh, path that he was being led, he says uh, that the devil had assigned enemies to try to get him off of that path. Can I just say, for the sake of time today, that God loves you as much as he loved the Apostle Paul. And he has a path of victory that ultimately will end up in heaven when Jesus is your Lord. Uh, until that time, you'll see the victory of God over and over if you will not get off of your faith. Stand on your faith, speak the Word of God, learn to think the Word of God in relation to circumstance. When it comes to you, when you have an opportunity, speak the Word of God. But the rest of the time, live it and believe it. Look at two people and say, that's awesome. Is that your real hair? Come on, ask them. I just want to know if you're paying attention this morning. So it is very important for us to speak the Word of God, to live the Word of God and realize that God directs your path. Now, you say, does that mean everything and everything I do, uh, it was God that planned it? No, you can change that path if you want. You can turn and walk another direction. Sure you can. That's why we pray. We seek the wisdom of God. And until you get a word from God that you think is personally for you, just remember you have the word of God. So unless the Lord personalizes it to you in some way, that is his word to you, not just to the preacher. That's why it's so important to be led by the Spirit of God. And you'll find out the Spirit of God and the Word of God will never disagree. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, and so as you begin to uh, live that path and take those steps, if you miss it, on you're trying to obey God and serve the Lord. And if you miss it, you're weak, you're whatever it is. You're not where you need to be yet in your, in your strength. That's what the Bible calls repent. So you repent, you turn from it, and you just start right where you are. The Bible says a righteous man will fall seven times, but all oh, glory to God, he'll always rise. He'll always get back up. 
And so it's very necessary, extremely necessary to be led because here's what's going to happen. God is going to lead you into victory. And so if you feel like you're in a battle, just remember when you're going through a battle in life, it may be a physical battle, a financial, emotional, family thing, whatever, that, that's causing any type of discomfort like that in your life. Anytime you go through that, you just remember Jesus already has defeated it. And he's given you power now to defeat it. And the only way you get a victory sometimes is at the other end of the battle. But if you go into the battle knowing you're going to have the victory, come on, the victory ought to be a settled fact. Hallelujah. Did you know if you were going to get in a, in a fight with someone, and we're not going to do that today. This is Sunday. We, we do that on Fridays and Saturdays. If you were going to get in a fight with someone, now listen, if that person did not think you could beat them, you got a, you got a war on your hands. I mean, the, the most difficult person, I don't care how big or small they are, that you'll ever uh, be up against is, a, is the one who just doesn't think you can beat them under any condition. They think they're going to win. Kind of like David against Goliath. Hallelujah. Because he understood God had a plan for his life. It was a plan of victory. And there were many interruptions that try to come. God never said that in the path of serving the Lord, there would not be demonic attacks, financial attacks, physical attacks, circumstances that are not in line with the, the kingdom of God. Those things are going to happen. Uh, but by the same token, he never left us defenseless. He said, I'm going to give you power over all the power of exactly over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means, King James says, harm you. The, the Greek says, destroy you. Glory to God. Say this with me in the name of Jesus. I am more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens me. Now, look, if you just want to fight everything with your own mind and your own flesh and you're going to do all of that, uh, you've got to get involved with things. I understand. But if that's, if that's the totality of your weapon, you're going to run out of ammunition pretty quick. But, oh, hallelujah for the word and the spirit of God. Come on, guys. It is a weapon of our warfare. Ephesians 6 calls the word of God the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So walking that path, if you forget everything I say uh, this morning, I want you to remember this right here. When you begin to walk that path in faith, God has planned and already prepared through Jesus supernatural restoration. Restoration, restitution, and recovery. Those are the three principles that God has all through the Bible toward His people. Everybody say restoration, restitution, and recovery. The Scripture says in Proverbs that when the thief is found, Proverbs 6.31, when the thief is found, when he is caught, you got to know who's causing the problem to start with. Quit blaming God for, for the battle. The scripture says that when the thief is caught, he must repay of his goods sevenfold. Somebody shout seven. seven. 
That means uh, if the enemy's trying to come against your life and it looks like somehow uh, you've lost time, you've lost money, you've lost health, you've lost those things, don't get off your faith because when you realize where that attack came from and you rise up in your spirit, it may happen the first day and it may be 10 years later, but you're going to be able to look back and say, in the name of Jesus, look at the ways God has recovered and restored my life. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He always has been and he always will be. Uh, the scripture says, of course, that if we speak to the mountain and we tell it what to do instead of letting it always dictate to us what to do. What is your mountain? What's your issue? When you speak to the mountain and command it to obey you, the Bible says that it will be cast into the sea if you'll tell it to. The sea is the uninhabited regions. And that's exactly what we do. We just say in the name of Jesus, that's got to go to the uninhabited regions of the earth. Go, get out of here. Go. Because every demonica force uh, has some type of spiritual identity behind it. And that's where you have your authority. I said, that's where you have your authority. And if you'll rise up and take that authority that belongs to you, uh, you'll see God begins to restore Recover, and he'll give restitution, which is a powerful thing. So if you're in Joel, listen to it while I read this verse to you. And I may read a couple of them. Do y'all mind if I use my glasses today? Cindy said I look very stately when I use these things. So now I look stately. Now listen to this. Verse 25. God says, and I will store unto you the years that the locust has eaten the canker worm, caterpillar, uh, palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty. Somebody shout plenty. And be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God uh, that hath dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. Now, look, there are a lot of things in life you can restore yourself. There's a lot of things you can recover. Let me give you an example. Uh, Friday, uh, Thursday night, Thursday night, Cindy and, and, and me and uh, Pastor Steve Hage, we were going to supper or dinner, if you're not from the South. Uh, we, we were going to dinner, supper. And so here we were. <laughs> you never know who's listening. So we drive up to a red light on, on, on Bay Area. And we're stopped there, us, and there must be six or eight, maybe 10 cars, uh, you know, three lanes around us right there. And we're just waiting for the red light to change. There's a couple of cars in front of us. And it's just a, a normal Thursday evening, about 7 o'clock, 7.15. And the next thing I know, bam, somebody hits me from behind. Oh, I mean, they, they hit us from behind. Now, how many of you know I can recover my car? You don't have to speak in tongues. To go get your, you know, to cash in your insurance policy. Hallelujah. But that could have been a very, very serious situation. But in the name of Jesus, I believe God has, and the enemy will try to get in your path sometime. Uh, the apostle Paul said to the church at Corinth, I would have come to you once and again, but Satan hindered. How many of you have read that in your Bible? It's an interesting word there. I don't, I don't want to bore you with Greek today, but anyway, the word hinder means to throw up a roadblock. 
It would mean uh, like having a road right here and a, and a big tree falls across that road. That's what the word means. Uh, and, and King James uses the word hindered. It says, I would have come to you. I desire to be there, but the enemy was stopping me. But he said, I'll be there before it's over with. Just hang on, Corinth. I'm coming. So there are times when the enemy will try to stop you. But our, our warfare is not flesh and blood, but it's very spiritual. And when you recognize those things, let me, let me tell you what we did. We got out, we looked at the car. I'm like, hallelujah. I imagine some little old rusty 67 Volkswagen that a puff of smoke comes out of the back of it every time they start it up, you know. That's probably who hit me this time. I think this is my fourth one now. I've never been at fault for any of them either. I'll just say that. Even if I am at fault, I'm not at fault. I learned that years ago. <laughs> not true. And so anyway, <laughs> I looked in the mirror. And there was a beautiful F4 Jag. I'm like, oh, hallelujah. No, it was a wonderful gentleman that just somehow his car got away from him. I don't know how it was. It was all good, very peacefully, very, very nice man. Uh, uh, he and, and the, his companion that was with him. So it wasn't any issues right there. But how many of you know, just in the natural, we can recover that. But sometimes your adversary, the devil, bam, will try to come into your life and just attack you personally some way. But when you'll stand in your faith, it might even, you might even feel like you've lost some time. But you notice what the Bible says right here? And it's the only thing that God, uh, it's the thing that God can do that only God can do. He says, I will restore the years. Now look, you've got X amount of hours that you're going to be on planet earth. And if Jesus is your Lord, then you're going to live uh, in eternity in heaven. Ultimately, heaven will be here. The scripture says that, of course, but that's another message. But it's very important to get this. He says, I'll restore the years. He said, I'll restore the years. We serve the God of restoration. Look, you don't have to have God to go get some more money that you lost, had stolen from you, or, or spent foolishly and wish you hadn't have done it. Anybody ever made a bad decision financially before? Yeah, good. <laughs> so it's really important to understand you can do that. Just use wisdom and foresight and, and knowledge and give yourself a little time and, and, and you can do that. But you can't recover that time. But the Bible says that God will restore the years. I believe when you, when you make that decision to do what you do mixed with faith and obedience to the word, the spirit of God, and don't get off of it regardless of your circumstance at the moment. Just stick with the word. God says, I'll restore the time. Now, I wish that meant that God will roll it back about two years and you'll pick up two more years back. But I believe that what God is saying is that what the enemy has cost you in that season, God will cause the benefit, the effects, the positive, the God plan of that time that you have been sidetracked to suddenly come back to you. God restores those works, those days, those years, those opportunities to you. He said, I'll restore the years. I'll restore. The, and only God can do that. Everybody shout restore. restore. 
That's real important. It's, it's, it's important to get it in your spirit. In Mark chapter 3, one of the great stories, you've heard me speak on it before. There was a man, Jesus went into the synagogue and he's going in there to heal. And there's a man in uh, there who has a withered hand. And it's a crippled hand, the Bible says. And he's sitting there in a crowd of other people. And all of Jesus' critics, many of Jesus' critics were there that day. They were, they were uh, going to listen to what he had to say, the Bible says, so they could criticize him and bring charges against him some way. And so they were there critically listening. Uh, not for the positive reason of critically listening, but for the negative reason of critically listening because they despised what he was doing. And the scripture says, Jesus comes in there and, and, and it says it like this in, in Mark 3, they were looking to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. So they have a man there with a withered hand. He's got one good hand and one bad hand that's messed up somewhere. It doesn't say how he messed it up, it's just messed up. And so the Bible says Jesus gets up and he looks around and he notices all of this. Have you all read this in the Bible? And he sees all of this. And the scripture says, Jesus looks at that man and says, stand forth. Stand forth. Now you've got you've to get the scenario real quickly. He's in a crowd of religious critics. And there's a man with a withered hand that according to the scriptures, that man's not even supposed to be in that particular place in the synagogue. If a person had that kind of a defect and there's a list of defects or, or, or maybe birth defects of some kind or, or damages in their, in their frame like that, they could only be in certain parts of the synagogue. He's in a place that he's not even supposed to be. So maybe he's learned how to live with this and he's learned how to uh, just kind of uh, go places that he normally wouldn't be able to because he's learned to quote unquote live with it. Well, you just got to live with it. Anyone ever heard that? You just got to live with it. Well, you just got to learn to live with it. Well, no, it's going to have to learn to live with me. No, I'm not going to live its level. It's going to have to come into my level, and I believe I can take that one up. Are you listening to me? You can sink down to that if you want, or you can force it to come up some way. And so anyway, Jesus turned and he looks at it, and he says, stand forth, get, it, get out of that crowd. If you read, I'm quoting King James when he says that. It literally means to step, uh, to stand up, rise up, and step forward. Everybody say, rise up. Rise up. Step, forward. step forward. Maybe you've been dealt the hand that's unfair. In my experience in life, it's everyone has a crippled hand. Everyone has crippled spots in their life. Uh, things that you wish were better than they are, but they're just not as good as you had that expectation in your life. Maybe they hold you back uh, or you think they have. And so you kind of learn how to just associate around. But can I just say to you, God is in the business of restoring restitution and recovery. Come on, shout Hallelujah. He says to that man, now listen to this, and, I, and, and I'm not going to speak long today, but I want you to get this. He tells that man, you're going to have to stand up. Out of the clear blue. Now that man could have said, what's Jesus doing picking on me today? Doesn't he know that they're going to throw me out of here if they realize where I am? Or what's he doing grandstanding on my behalf, just trying to uh, do something like that? 
But it doesn't appear that he had that particular thought because when Jesus singled him out of the crowd, Jesus said to him, stand up and step forward. Stand forth. Rise up, step forward. Everyone say it. Rise up, up. step forward. And the Bible says, then Jesus starts talking to the other people again. And I'm reading that and I'm thinking, God wanted to separate him from those who literally had uh, been willing to accommodate, maybe sympathize with his situation. And if he's going to be able to rise up above where he is, he's going to have to be willing to rise up and step forth. He's going to have to come apart just a little bit. And the scripture says he does. Can I just say that sometimes we get in our life, we have circumstances and we almost quit fighting the battle over them. And then if we're not careful, misery loves company. And we have a tendency to associate with people that will just let us be. And will accept us the way we are. Well, man, God didn't accept you the way you are. The moment he birthed you, he had change in mind day one. He's always changing you a little more into his image from glory to glory. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. And it may be that that crowd that you are hanging out with sometimes is the one that's keeping you from stepping up and stepping forward away from your situation. Be that as it may, Jesus goes to the one man that we know that had a real issue in his life and he says to the man, step forward, stand up, take a step forward, step forth. And uh, can I just say this morning may be that in your life today. You might be the only person I'm speaking to here today. I don't know, or it may be talking to every person. But I believe the Holy Spirit is saying, don't buy into the problem. Buy into the uh, solution that comes through Jesus Christ. And sometimes you have to rise up and step forward. If I were sick, and I'm not, but if I were ill, now listen, I don't minimize this. But if I were ill, I wouldn't be hanging around with people always telling me how, how bad I look. And I sure wouldn't tell myself that. If I was sick and ill like that, I'd put a picture of me on whatever my best day was. I'd stick it right there on the mirror. Or to be sure I'd see it, I'd put it right there on the refrigerator. I'd stick it right there. So every day I would see myself the way I'm going to look again in Jesus' name. And then I would maintain what I say. I wasn't born with this sickness. I wasn't born with this issue. I wasn't born with this circumstance I'm dealing with. It has come upon me, but it came to pass in Jesus' name. That's what it's here for. I refuse. I'm going to tell it to go. You say, you don't understand how, how bad situations can get. Please don't try to match stories with me. Been there, done that. I promise you. But can I just tell you that if you'll maintain who you are according to the word of God, bind by faith, bind your adversary, the devil, and do everything you can do to separate from that situation that's trying to hold you back. It is wonderful how the Holy Spirit just keeps walking you right past that problem that might have sunk everyone else's boat. Are you listening to me? And you wind up being the one who walks on water. Oh, praise the Lord. I almost preached, almost went to a whole different message right there. I'm so glad that I caught myself. Look, it's so important that we rise up over the problem. And then Jesus begins to talk to those guys. 
And the scripture says they're very critical. And then they just kind of shut up. Have you ever noticed that sometimes the loudest sound is the one that doesn't make a sound? It's the loudest noise. I mean, obviously Jesus knew what was in these guys' mind. And then Jesus just turns and he's got this guy just standing there. Everybody's looking at him and Jesus. Jesus has separated him from the magnet of yesterday and stepped him into an entire different realm, his realm. And then he says to him, stretch forth your hand. Now, that's important to hear this. This guy at this point must have had a dozen thoughts go through his head uh, instantly. You know, you can, have you ever noticed God can say one word to you and you'll get a whole paragraph out of it? Do y'all know what I'm talking about? And so I'm sure he's hearing a lot. He's hearing, I wonder why Jesus is embarrassing me. Why is he going to get me in trouble? The high priest is going to be mad at me. They're going to penalize me some way. He's all of that. Or maybe he's thinking something like this. Uh, this may be my only chance. Maybe faith was in him that day. Listen to it now. And the scripture doesn't say that Jesus said to him, stretch forth your crippled hand. He just said, stretch forth your hand. Now look, if I had a bad hand, and I'm, I'm, I don't minimize anybody's issue that I deal with, if I was going to come up to him, and if he were to uh, speak to me like he was going to shake hands, I wouldn't give him a bad hand, I'd give him a good hand. If my bad hand was my right one, I'd give him a good hand. Jesus didn't tell him to stretch forth his bad hand. Jesus said, stretch forth your hand. I believe again, bam, all of these thoughts went through his mind and his spirit. And one of them was, had to have been saying, go ahead and obey your faith. Go ahead and do what you're hearing and seeing right here. And he said, look, don't stretch back into your yesterday and hide that. Why don't you stretch into your future right here? The one that potentially has your answer, you're not going to know it if you don't act on it. And the Bible says instead of reaching out his good hand to Jesus, he reached out the bad hand. Oh, hallelujah. God knows how to take a bad hand and play it well. Who knows what I'm talking about? And the scripture says he reached out the bad hand. And when he did, his hand was restored like the other one. Come on, give God the praise right there. Give God the praise. Get it in your spirit. Now listen to me right now. When we come to the house of God, when we pray, when we are alone by ourselves, when we are with other men and women, regardless of where we are, when it's time to approach the throne of grace, we do not just reach out our good hand. We take the bad stuff and we reach it out to God too. You got sin in your life? Don't be hiding that. Come on, take all of those crippled areas in your life and reach it. That's why I like abundant life. That's one of the reasons I like this great church. Because people come and that person next to you might have just got out of jail last night. I noticed some of y'all pulled your purse and stuff. To this. <laughs> now we got more tattoos in this church than a Rand McNally roadmap. I'm just talking about my staff right now too. I'm just telling you, listen, it's important to realize God doesn't care where you came from. Everybody's got crippled hands. Who cares? Reach them out to the Lord. Stretch it out to the Lord. He's the God of restoration. The Bible says he restored his hand like the other one. Oh, glory to God. 
You know how when you get like, ladies, I'll just say it to the, to the women right here for the sake of understanding. You know when you get a, a diamond ring and you go to church and the praises begin to happen and we're like, lift your hands to the Lord, you'd be like. Or maybe you're not married and you're single and you believe in God for, for, for the right one. I'm talking about the one that's rich, full of the Holy Ghost, talks in tongues, loves you, and thinks you're a goddess. That, you know, that guy, y'all know what I'm talking about? And like, you make sure you never put anything on your left hand. You'd be like, oh, hallelujah. (laughs) You love it when the pastor says, reach over and take hands with somebody around you. So you just kind of position yourself. Y'all know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Cindy taught me all this stuff. (laughs) No, but you stretch out situations to God. And when you do, God gets involved. Now listen to me. When you want to get set free from something from your past, you can't always be going back to your past to get set free. You have to reach into your future to get what you need in the now. That's what faith does. Faith gets the word of God and instead of always talking about the past and dreaming about the past and wanting God to do stuff because of the past and get even with people from the past and and all that, just let that pass away. The Bible says God in in, uh, Psalms 42, God will uh, will establish your going. I inclined, he inclined his ear under my cry. He took me out of a horrible pit out of the miry clay, set my feet upon a rock. Not Iraq, a a rock. And established my going. God will never establish your coming. He establishes your going. God is not into your past. I'm preaching a lot better than you're amening up here today. I, I just tell you, God's not into your past. He's into your right now and your tomorrow. Because he's going to wipe that past out. That's what happens when you reach out toward him. And the Bible says God restored it and made that hand as whole as the other one. I wish I had the time to do it. There's some beautiful words in the Greek right there. Apokathistomy, to restore a beautiful word. Some of you have heard me speak on it before. But it just literally means to make a whole new frame. It'd be one thing for God to just touch his hand and make it where he could kind of use it. That I mean, we'd all say hallelujah to that. But the Bible says he made a whole new structure. I mean, the God that created us, he's still in the miracle business. Come on, give me two big amens. So I don't know what your situation is. It might not be as dire as the one that he had. But God is not in the business of just dealing with your matter a little bit. He's in the business of restoring. Isaiah 61, 7 says, and for your shame, uh, uh, King James says, one translation says, for every place you've been attacked and held down, God will give you double. Oh, I said, God will give you a double. Somebody ought to get it in their spirit this morning before you go home. God will double back reward, restore, restitution, recovery. Come on, guys, get up here and help me. And so it's important to get that in your inner man. God will recover, restore, restitution. It belongs to you. It always has, and it always will. Listen to this verse this morning and, and earlier... Someone said it and they almost took my whole sermon from me. Listen to this. This is Romans 16. 
I'm going to ask no one to leave before we dismiss, unless you just have an emergency. Listen to this if you would. We'll just be here a few more minutes, but get it in your spirit. Anybody getting this today? Listen. God says to the Apostle Paul, Paul writes to the church at Rome and also to the church in Lamarck. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet. Listen, listen, shortly. Put it up on the screen. There it is. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. 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 The God of peace shall bruise Satan under whose feet? Does that just say under the pastor's feet? Did that say under the Pope's feet? Did that say under your mama, your grandmama's feet? Whose feet? God will do this for you. Listen to this word right here. Uh, The word bruise, he will bruise, bruise, bruise. It's the word S-U-N-T-R-I-B-O in the Greek. Listen, I know a bunch of your students and so I enjoy uh, sharing some words with you. It's the word suntribo. And the word centribo means it's the same word that would be used for people that would smash grapes if they were making wine or grape juice or, or anything like that. You know, I, I don't know the process, but they put those grapes in there. And I do know they get in there and they start smashing those grapes and they pulverize it and they pulverize it and they pulverize it. The Bible says that God will do that under your feet shortly. God will smash those things He will bruise what your adversary... That's why uh, Genesis says that the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent, will bruise the head of the serpent. But God says, I'll do it under your feet. Your feet. You say, well, I I got this financial situation. You know, everybody's got a situation. Everyone's got a crippled hand somewhere. I got this financial situation, Pastor. Listen, God will bruise the thing that's causing that flow to not come to you as long as you're doing your part. He'll crush it. Well, I I got a bad report about my health from my doctor. I don't know what I'm going to do. I know what you're going to do. You're going to use wisdom. You're going to deal with it. And you're just going to crank your faith up a little bit more. And you're going to hold fast to confession of your faith. And your God is going to bruise the very head of that thing under your feet. Very important to get it. Listen, the body of Christ didn't come nearly 2,000 years from Calvary because of some pablin, uh, a milk toast gospel that has nothing to do with the word and the manifestation of the Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ is the same. That's exactly right. Yesterday, today, and forever. What he did then, he can still and will. I understand timing, but he owns time. And the Bible says he will restore. Listen, you get in that flow and you got into the flow of the kingdom of heaven and Jesus said, pray that my kingdom come and my will be done today in your life. Not just the kingdom of this world. Jesus didn't die in vain. The Holy Spirit's not on the planet today for no reason. When we believe, we rise up and we step apart from that. God establishes our future, our going. He's not just trying to justify our past. He did that with his blood. When you believe upon him, it's activated in your life. It works. It's the miracle of the new birth. 
You become a new wineskin, a container for the Holy Spirit and for that new recreated man on the inside. Listen to me. He's the God of deliverance. He's the God of forgiveness. He's the God of salvation. Don't ever forget. He's the God of restitution. He's the God of recovery. He's the God of divine recompense. He always has been and He always will be. I close with this right here. Get this. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. The word shortly is one of the most unique words in the New Testament. It's the Greek word T-A-S-H-E-I, Tashai. And the word Tashai, listen, is a military term, shortly. It's a military term, and it's not a span of time. Oh God, please let people hear this. Stay with me just for a moment. He will bruise Satan, crush, under your feet, not in a course of time. King James says, shortly. It's a military term. And it's a term, how many of you were in the military? Wave your hand, you were in the military. Anyone ever been in the military? Thank you for your service. God bless every one of you. I was Air Force. Now listen, when I got in the Air Force, I learned several different cadences. I mean, we, we, we just, we would march. We would double time. We would stand at ease. We'd stand in a brace. They had all different types of gait that we would that we would do several that you learn. And we learn that quick. And the word shortly means a short, choppy step. It's like a military that's doing like, okay, we're going to double time today. We're going to double time. And they start going like, who knows what I'm talking about? He writes this to Rome. And he says, the God of peace will brew, will crush. Oh no, you haven't got it yet. If it ever gets in you, it'll change your life forever. He said, God is going to bruise. Every time I come to church, speak the word of God, praise the Lord, tithe and offer, pray in faith, hold fast my confession, rebuke the devil. Somebody ought to get a hold of this. Every time the kingdom of God is boom, 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 boom. It's a military term. Listen to it. And I'm finished now. Listen. The Roman soldiers were extremely well outfitted. And their shoes, their feet, they had these metal iron shoes and covers. And on the, they used to wear these little sandals like we see in all of our plays and stuff. No, the soldiers had like this pointed toe. And it was steel. You can go look them up and find all this stuff on the internet. It's easy to see it. And they would have these steel covering all over them. It's one of the reasons they were so almost invincible. They had mastered iron. And so they had these things and they would go through an area. And by the time they had marched through an area, they had plowed the ground. Anything that was there, they had stomped it down. They had crushed all the pottery. They had kicked stuff over and they were just going boom, 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 boom. Who knows what I'm talking about? Every time you begin to pray, every time you stir up the anointing, every time you begin to praise, 
Every time you refuse, you just sit back and like jog for Jesus. We're not jogging for Jesus. We're running the race. And the Bible says that the God of all peace will. So we're having a blast. We're on this side of Calvary and we're thanking God for what he's already done. I mean, it's like joy unspeakable. I love to come to church. Great music, great friends, all of the positives, great God. And we're on the resurrection side. We're on the rejoicing side. We're on the victory side of Calvary. It's in the funeral today. I wish somebody would get just a little bit of noise in them right now. This isn't, a, this isn't something we're looking back. We're looking forward now. And the scripture says, every time you begin to do anything in faith, every time you lift your hands, just see God of all peace crushing Satan under your feet. This is Walter Hallam, and I want to thank you for listening today and just receiving that good word of God that you've gotten off of this podcast. You know, bringing a podcast to you, it's free to you, but it costs to take the gospel of Jesus to the world. You can be a partner. You can help support. Uh, Men and women I found are so generous when the word of God is coming into their life. They want to help take that gospel to someone else. You can text to give today to 832-981-1601. And you can give any support, any amount, and it will be a great blessing. And it will help take the gospel of Jesus uh, to someone else. We'll go the next day and the next day. So text to give today, 832-981-1601. And I want to thank you in advance because without you and with others who support, it would be so difficult for us to get the good news of Jesus Christ into this great generation. Do your part today. Thanks for helping. I love you. I can't wait to see you on the next podcast.